Hi, welcome hotties to the Spiritual Baddies Club podcast. My name's Alex and I'm your host and I am so happy you're here. Welcome to our very, very first episode. I have wanted this podcast for so long. It was actually in one of the very first iterations of my business plan. I had this really overzealous idea that like I was going to take the world of mindfulness and wellness by storm by having a million different podcasts basically baked into one system and platform. And let's just say we're on a journey and we're here. We're here. We're finally recording. And I'm so grateful. I'm so happy to be here. My life, especially this year, but just in the last few months, it has been pretty chaotic. And I feel like I'm finally on the other end of it where I'm ready to share. I'm ready to let you all in. I'm ready to have this different modality of being able to connect with you all. It's always meant so much to me. I feel like Girls with online businesses have a lot of different options. You can be a get ready with me girly. And so for those who are not familiar with all social media platforms, you can be the TikTok girly who's like, get ready with me while I tell you about what's going on in my life. And like, as much as I would love to do that, your girl doesn't wear makeup. I love me a good like baggy sweatshirt and leggings. I don't have enough time that I'm actually getting ready to let you all in. And then there's the newsletter blog girlies, the girls who like can sit in front of their laptop and like chomp away. And as much as I do love doing that, I have a newsletter myself. I have so much to say all the time. I don't ever feel like I'm saying everything I want. And so the perfect thing for me has always been a podcast, a blank space for me to come and spit out all my thoughts, feelings, emotions, because I know I'm not alone. I know that there's other girlies out there who feel the way I feel, who are going through similar things. One of the things I learned while doing one of my yoga teacher trainings was that life is really, everyone's feeling the same emotions. Everyone's going through the same feelings. They just have to look different because each person is going to identify with their problems differently. We're all meant to feel the same things. We're all one way or another going to experience the same experiences, but they have to look different from person to person because not everyone is the same and it's not going to land. So my hurt is your hurt. My love is your love. My hardship is your hardship. They're just going to look different from lifetime to lifetime human to human. We're already getting into it. Um, This is not going to be your average first podcast episode. Every first podcast episode when I was doing research about this podcast was an insight into someone's life, how they got there, how they started their journey, where they're coming from. I can't do that. I tried. I promise. I actually recorded this first episode three different times and my life is so interesting of how I've gotten to this really niche set of where I am today that I felt like every five minutes I was on a different tangent and it was really hard to follow. And the truth is that the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. When you clicked on this podcast, it's because you recognize that you're one of the girls who wants to see themselves healed, happy, hot, and living their best life. And so I just want to kind of dive right into that. Yes, I will let you into my past, my life, my experiences, how I'm feeling. I'm always going to start it out every podcast episode with my own personal mental health moment, mental health check-in. But I think that it's really important that we do dive into the work right away. That's why you started this podcast episode, not so that you have like a manifesto or like memoir of my life. 
but we'll get there. I'm sure that with some of the things that will come up, I can already see episodes to come where I'll let you in on some of the tea, some of the drums, some of the hot gossip. Um, but for now, I really think it's important that we dive in. This isn't going to be your average podcast episode where I sit here and teach you all the different ways you can be mindful or all the different ways that you could practice spirituality. No, 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 no. Right off the bat, I want you all to understand that spirituality gets a really bad rep. You sound too woo-woo-y or too religious or too culty. And like, there's so many different ways that we've warped the idea of spirituality and it truly is a spectrum. And we're going to get into that today, actually. But this is a powerful tool for you to step back into who you are for you to believe in who you are, for you to realize that you actually have a lot more control than you think you do. And it starts with you. It starts with your subconscious. It starts with your ability to recognize where you have space to heal, let go, and create more opportunity for you to live the life you always desired. As women, we grow up, and I shouldn't just say women, I recognize that, but I can speak from my perspective, which is being a woman. We grow up with a lot of responsibility just kind of baked in. We we grow up already feeling like we have to identify with certain roles, certain ideas, certain just expectations. And the truth is we don't. We don't have to be those things. You're not supposed to do anything. I always say desire doesn't come out of nowhere. If there's something in your gut, if there's something in your heart that you really feel you have to see through, that you have to do, it's time now that you start to do it. And so what this podcast is here to do is help you make those shifts in your life, those micro movements in your life, so you could start living in alignment with what you actually want rather than what you thought you were supposed to do. We're deconditioning all the things that you thought was the right thing to do, and we're starting to condition ourselves to doing the things we know we deserve. I'm so wildly grateful you're here. I'm so grateful you're being so generous with your time to listen in. So with that, if you could go ahead and subscribe, screenshot that and send it to me on Instagram at Spiritual Baddies Club, I'll send you a special limited time offer and a surprise gift from me to you. It means so much to me that you're here and I'm so grateful and I can't wait to keep doing this with you week after week. So thank you so much. Some disclaimers that I don't think I need to give, but I think is really fun because I get to let you in on my life. Dogs. We're going to start with dogs. If you hear a growl, a snore, a bark, especially when I go say like bye at the end of this, my dogs love to just give their two cents. And so if you happen to hear my beautiful babies, I have an old English bulldog. Her name is Boogers. She is the light of my life. Me and my husband, John, we're truly just working for her. Like she is not our dog. Like we live our life to work for her 1000%. She's the queen of our kingdom. And then we have a mini Aussie doodle. He's half Australian shepherd, half poodle. His name is Louie. He's such a sweet prince. Like we love him. He's so sweet, so kind, but they are literally me and my husband's world. If you hear them, I do apologize. I'm going to try to edit out as much noise as possible, but they are a part of my life and I'm so grateful they're here. So enough about my babies. Let's talk about me. I'm kidding, but no, seriously, I'm coming out of a pretty chaotic time. I just got married in May, got married to my husband. He is the love of my life. He's my favorite human being. I've been with him almost nine years and our wedding was the best day of my life. I can genuinely say hands down, it was everything I've ever wanted since I was a little girl. He's everything I've ever wanted since I was a kid and could imagine getting married. It truly was the most special day of my life. And I think that immediately what, what you envision to come after your wedding 
is obviously tons of bliss, tons of like love. And you expect this dream state, that, that honeymoon phase. And I think most people get it. For us, we just, we had some experiences. We had some people, we had some energy come in that wasn't the most desirable. It wasn't that immediately like honeymoon feeling that you should get after you get married. And it didn't change anything. It actually made he and I stronger because it forced us to be so deeply present with ourselves. But it was a reminder to me that like, you can have these events happen in your life, good or bad, and life keeps going life continues to roll on. The lessons keep lessening. The experiences keep coming in. The opportunities, whether it's an opportunity for growth or an opportunity for you to expand, they keep moving. And so after our wedding, this big, beautiful event, I think I had this expectation that like for some reason life would pause for five seconds and I could live in like a utopia of bliss. And in certain ways I did. And in other ways, I was really challenged. I was really challenged to see so much truth so quickly. And that chaotic time allowed me to be really quiet. I got really quiet in my business. I got really quiet in my marketing. I got really quiet even with my clients, my friends, my family. And it wasn't a bad quiet. It just was a moment for me to be introspective with myself, to really ask myself, where do I want to place myself? Who do I want to surround myself with? How do I want to move? That's going to be something you hear from me really often. How do you want to move? And what that really means is, what are your actions and what is integral for you to do and to say and to think and to show up as so that you can be the best versions of yourself? I think what was really great is even in that chaotic time, my husband and I never moved out of what we thought we needed to do or what we thought others expected of us or what you're supposed to do after you get married. We really took time to get clear on how we wanted to move. And especially now, how do we want to move as a team, as a partnership, which I'm somebody who's wildly independent and so is my husband. And that's, I think, why we fell in love with each other at first or, you know, the beginning of falling in love was both of us admired the other's independence, admired the other's hustle and what we really wanted for our lives. And so now to bring both of our hustles together, to bring both of that independence together and operate as a team is super powerful and it's super cool. And it it allowed us to sit back and actually ask the tough questions of like, okay, how do we want to do this? How do we want to move? How do we want to grow as a couple? How do we want to continue to expand? How do we want to see our lives expand, our, our families expand? And it's been beautiful. It's it's been so lovely to have my best friend through this process. And I'm so grateful to be on the other side of it because the beauty of it all is I've never felt so clear. I've never felt so strong. I've never felt so empowered and emboldened by my ability to create the life of my dreams. And it's all right in front of me now. I almost needed this summer to learn the last few lessons about how I wanted to move and how much energy I wanted to give others before I could step into this new layer of my life, this new level of my life. I feel like I've entered a portal of the next chapter and I've finally been able to close out the last chapter, a beautiful chapter, don't get me wrong, but this chapter is now, it's like, without sounding selfish, 
It's my me era. It's the time where not only does my business get to thrive and pop off, but so does my family. So does my inner being. So does my personal, just the way I talk to myself, the way I move, the way my family moves, how I interact with my family, how much energy I give to the people around me, who I want in my inner circle. This is now that era where all of that gets to coexist together and for the greater good of everyone. So I'm really excited about this time in my life. It's not to say that shit wasn't nutty for lack of a better word. Like it got crazy for a hot second, but I'm really grateful to be on the other side of it. And what I learned through that process is like who my people are, who is in deep unconditional support of me, my husband and I, and the way we love and how we want to grow and what we want to see for our lives and how we're going to move forward. So I'm so wildly grateful. That's my mental health moment. That's that's where I'm at right now. I've also, last thing I'll say is I, with this newfound energy has been, I've been in my bag. I've been working. I'm working at crazy hours all the time because I genuinely want to and I want to see all of my ideas, all of my passions come to fruition. Something I'll talk about in future episodes is something called human design. It basically is a chart to help you identify how you should move and what it, how you can move in the most alignment. And so something that I am in my human design is a manifesting generator. Long story short, what that means is that I'm a multi-passionate person. I'm somebody who can generate a ton of action in a lot of different places at once. And I can bring focus to those things at exactly as it needs to so it can grow and flourish quickly. And that's where I'm at right now is that my hand is in so many different buckets and I love it. I'm growing so many different parts of my business. I'm starting new projects much like this one and I'm really excited to see them all unfold and I'm so grateful you're all here. So let's dive into today's episode, the real meat and potatoes of it all. I want to talk about why Spiritual Baddies Club. I really like there is no better way than to start this episode than to talk about why I want to start almost this like community, this club, for lack of a better word. And I think it's because when I first got into mindfulness, I was like in a spiritual closet about it, especially like wellness, mindfulness, spirituality. I was in my spiritual closet. I didn't want to come out and say I was spiritual. I didn't want to talk about my gifts. I didn't want to talk about my connection. I didn't want to talk about any of it because I was so afraid of being judged. And we will talk about in a little bit some of my fears that still come up today and some of the blockages that I still have, I still move through and I still deal with. But one of the things I I really want to start this whole podcast out with is why Spiritual Baddies Club? Like I said earlier, I want this to be a safe space for the girlies, the hotties, the baddies to come and feel seen. I want you to feel like you're a part of a community that is so deeply in your corner about whatever you want, that you have a you have a whole community. You have podcast episodes, you have posts, you have all a wealth, a plethora of information, a plethora of resources so that you can be the best version of yourself without having to compensate for who you are. I was in my spiritual closet and I felt so scared to come out of it because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be too woo. I didn't want to be too different or weird. And what I realized is that spirituality hasn't made me different. It's made me more of who I am. It's connected me with my most authentic sense of self. It has been something that's aligned me back to integrity rather than to what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I want 
all the girlies to feel like spirituality doesn't change who you are. It enhances who you've always wanted to be. The moment I became more spiritual, I started to care more about what I looked like and not in like the superficial way. I meant more so in the rather than wearing what was trendy or buying the thing that everyone else had, I started to really look and see, okay, how can I be more embodied in myself? Like, what do I want to wear today? How do I want to look? What do I want to do with my hair? How do I want to act? It really started with embodiment. The moment I started realizing that being spiritual wasn't a bad thing was the moment I started embodying who I was always meant to be. And I want that for you all. I want you all to come here and feel like you can drop the expectations, drop the blockages that you have around being yourself and start just owning it. When you're a spiritual baddie, it means that you know who you are, you know what you want, and you're willing to stop at nothing to get there, that there's no one that can get in the way of your bag, including yourself. Because let's be real here, girl, you'll get in your way just as much as you let anybody else get in your way too. Self-sabotage can be really real. And I'm here to help you stop getting in the way of yourself. Stop getting letting others get in the way of who you are as well. I want the Spiritual Baddies Club podcast, but really community, to be a place where women come to, to find themselves again. And that can be something as simple as this podcast, or that can be something as deep as starting the journey of reconnecting with yourself, whether that's starting with a service, joining a group program, working one-on-one with a coach, a healer, starting your own business. And this isn't just for the business girlies. I know in the past, my personal business was really wrapped around helping other women build spiritual businesses. And recently, while that was a beautiful start, and I still totally do that, and I'm obsessed with my clients, they'll all be on an episode here soon. Um, I'm obsessed with them, but I also want the other girlies that are corporate baddies, that are stay-at-home moms, that are stay-at-home wives and have no desire to have children. I want you all to feel like you have purpose and that your purpose is valid and that you have the resources, the tools, and the support to get there. So that's why Spiritual Baddies Club. I've been going back and forth. I've wanted to change my Instagram handle for a really long time now that I'm a married hottie. And I didn't know what to do. My original business name was called The Mindful Method, but I feel like I've really outgrown that era. I wanted something punchy. I wanted something lasting. I wanted something that I could look back 20 years from now and still feel wildly connected to and feel just like embodied by. And nothing felt better than the Spiritual Baddies Club. Nothing feels better than being a baddie with you all. And I always will be. I'll be an old baddie one day. I'm a young hot baddie right now. I'll be a mom baddie God willingly one day. I'm a daughter baddie. I'm all of it. I'm all of it. And it all comes from the lens of understanding who I am and what I want for my life. And I would love to even do an episode one day just talking about my own personal desires and the different shifts I've had within them because desire changes. I've had such an interesting lineage of careers. I didn't go to college straight out of high school. I moved to LA to become a professional dancer. That's where I really found myself in wellness because the anxiety, the body dysmorphia, the depression that came from needing to be perfect really forced me into this world and this world unlocked who I was. I wish sometimes I could go back and tell myself that it your worth is never tied to like your ability to do things. Like I was a really good dancer and I think sometimes I really used to get down on myself on my worth, but the the reality of it was my time as a professional dancer was always meant to unlock this world for myself. And I wish I could go back and just say like, enjoy, enjoy and be present, live your best life, 
dance your fucking heart out because you're going to get to a point where your life is going to change. You're going to feel called by different desires and this chapter will close. And so I'm saying that to everyone out there who might be feeling a little bit frustrated by your current experience, might be a little bit frustrated that things might not be working right now or things are really tough right now. Give yourself a moment just to see it for what it is and be present because you have no idea what's coming. You have no idea what this is going to unlock for you. So the number one thing you could do for yourself right now is enjoy the process. Be in the journey. Don't be so worried about the destination. I digress. Moving back into it. I should say my career has not been your average set of careers. From being a professional dancer, I ended up managing yoga studios in LA. I ended up starting to get really deep into meditation. I traveled. I got to experience and explore different modalities of healing. I then really found myself interested in these different modalities. I loved understanding meditation. I got into sound bowl healing. I had my first few Reiki sessions. I eventually would go on to have past life regression sessions. If all of this, by the way, sounds insane to you and you're like, what? is that what are you talking about girlfriend i promise we will dive into all these different modalities as the episodes start to come that's a part of this that's the other part of the spiritual baddies club is i want you all to understand that there are different ways for you to tap into your spirituality it's not just like manifesting or journaling or closing your eyeballs and meditating that doesn't work for everybody I hope you know that. Like, you're not crazy for not loving meditating. You're not crazy for not loving journaling. Like, everyone has a different way they tap in, is what I'd like to say. So we'll talk about all the different ways you can in future episodes. But I started to study all these different modalities, ended up moving back to New York, pandemic hits, I then pivoted and was like, well, let me just do this online. Like, I want people to find wellness to be accessible. And that's how I got here, long story short. That's how I stepped into the world of coaching. That's how I stepped into being a full-time healer all the time, 24-7. And I choose to do my business online rather than a brick and mortar because I genuinely feel, one, I don't want that overhead. Like, let's just call a spade for a spade. I don't really want that overhead. I'm newer to Philadelphia. Like, we'll, we'll dive into a brick and mortar. I totally see myself having, like, an office one day with women in it that are moving and doing things and having, like, my family even be employees and, like totally see it for myself. Like I will have a ritual shop one day, don't get me wrong. But for the beginning of my business, I feel my reach is so much more profound online. I feel like I can really teach the girlies all across the world. And I have clients that live all across the world, which is so cool. But I really feel like my reach is so much bigger from this space that I can tap into so many different communities and show the girlies that like it doesn't have to be what they thought. It can be everything they always desired. So I want to talk about how integrating these habits, rituals, and these modalities have helped me and why I feel so strongly about it. The work is tough and the work to be, to be consistent in the work is really hard. And that's why meditating is a journey. It's a practice. I used to love hearing that in yoga, that like, this is your yoga practice. This is your wellness. It's a practice. It's something that you do every day and you get better at it, but it's not linear. One of the things I always say to clients is the line between knowing better, doing better, and having better is not linear. So is your spiritual journey. Just because you know you should sit down and meditate every day doesn't mean that you do. And just because you sit down and meditate every day doesn't mean that your life is going to just like in the blink of an eye get exponentially better. 
These are small micro movements, small habits, small consistencies that you're doing every day to feel better. And when you feel better, you do better. When you do better, you have better. When you have better, you feel more fulfilled. And don't think of having better as like material things. I'm saying like having better connections with yourself, having better relationships out in the world, having better ideas, passions, having better health. All of this is at your availability the more and more you stay consistent in the work. The work sucks though. Like let's call a spade for a spade. The work is not easy. I tell people all the time, just because I'm deeply connected to my spirituality, just because I do meditate or I try to meditate every day or I have a gratitude journal or I practice these modalities pretty consistently does not mean I'm always happy. I mean, look at what I just said about the last 90 days of my life. It was dark. It was hard. I questioned my self-worth all the time. But that doesn't mean that I'm not living the most fulfilled life I've ever lived. That's the difference is that I might not be happy every single day. I am like every other person where my energy, there's a roller coaster ride of emotion. But at the end of the day, I have never felt more fulfilled. I have never felt more connected. I have never felt more like my life has a purpose outside of the titles that I was supposed to have. So my purpose doesn't lie in my ability to be a wife. My purpose is not just to be a dog mom or to be a future mom one day. My purpose is not to be the best daughter possible. My purpose is my own fulfillment within myself. My purpose is derivative of my desires. And currently what my desires are, are to show women that when they make their life better, when they live their life by their deepest desires, they change the generations that come after them. When they start removing and eradicating the limiting beliefs, they reach different layers and heights of their own life that they never saw possible. And then that changes the generations to come. That's what my current idea of purpose is for myself right now. And in that purpose includes me being an embodiment of that. When I live my best life, when I am connected to the highest being of who I am, when I am moving like the woman that I really do think I deserve to move as, or the woman that I really, really want to be, I'm living in my own desires. I'm living in my own dreams. I'm living the life I always desired. I'm an embodiment of all the things. And that's how I attract the things I want, right? So the woman in my eyes who helps other women build super great spiritual businesses, who connects the stay-at-home mom to her purpose again and allows her to see herself for the first time outside of all the responsibilities she has around her home, to the corporate baddie who realizes that she is so much more than just that promotion, that she can have that promotion, start a nonprofit, and live her best life as a mother, as a woman, as a wife. That allows me to then attract the experiences that mirror the same thing in my lives. That's what brings to me the abundance, the better connections in my family, the life I've always wanted to live. I think that it's just really important that as a collective and as women, we see that it's not about drilling this habit of having to be spiritual every day. You're on the path of consistency with these modalities, with these practices, so that you can feel your best, so that you can live your best life, because you deserve that. You deserve to live your best life. You'll hear me say that really often. I know that's a really catchy phrase, but like, if you know me, if you're a part of my family, I say it to everybody. Anything I ask, I have a ton of nieces and nephews 
who I adore. It is like such a part of my identity to be their aunts, their titis. I love my little babies in my life. But one of the things I always ask is like, are you living your best life? Because I want them to know from a young age that you don't settle. You don't settle for anything than your big, most expansive amount of joy and fulfillment. Fulfillment doesn't come from your titles, doesn't come from your responsibilities. It comes from your ability to live within your desires, to achieve the things that you know you deserve and to be embodied while you're achieving them. I think the thing for me is that people confuse spirituality with needing to be hyper-religious. And this is something we'll talk about. I actually have a newsletter coming out about this soon. I really, I the pendulum swung for me. So I grew up not necessarily like super religious, but I was Catholic growing up. My mom put me in CCD. I did all my sacraments. I got married by a priest. We didn't get married in a church, but he was super dope and was a traveling priest, I guess. But I got married by a priest. I grew up Catholic. That's what my husband identifies as as well. And for some reason, when I started this journey of spirituality and just understanding my spirituality, I confused it for religion for a second. So I started telling people how I was super not religious and that I was more spiritual. We'll see. I'm still a work in progress in that statement. But what I will say is that just because I am more spiritual than religious doesn't mean that you should like shit on religion. I think that I got into a place where like I got weird talking about God. I got weird talking about prayer. I got weird. I I just wanted to use the word universe and I really shied away from that language because I think I associated that language with being too woo, that people would judge me more because I would be too, and I don't know why being religious is a bad thing, but I think like we all see what extremist religion does in, you know, circles. And I think that's something I'm healing now. I don't have a lot of context for that right now. I don't want to speak too much on it because like I said, I'm still processing it, but here's where I am at in that. I've started to integrate prayer back into my everyday life. I, before I meditate, do at least five minutes of prayer and gratitude. And it does feel really good to be connected to that again. I've tried to start interchangeably using the word universe and God. And mind you, they are the same thing. Highest power is highest power. Whatever word you got to use to get there, use that word. But I don't think that there should be so much of, for me, an energetic charge not to use the word. Use it feels comfortable to you, obviously. But I think for me, that's something I'm trying to practice is that spirituality is not to be associated with being too much of anything. Spirituality is just you being connected to the highest version of yourself. How you get there, what modality you'd like to use, if that's religion, if that is the universe, if that is just spiritual services and modalities, whatever it may be, there's no such thing as being too woo because there's no such thing as being too connected. You can't be too connected. It's impossible. If you were too connected, you would just be living your best life. Like, I I don't know. Like, it's not a bad thing. So that's one of the things about the Spiritual Baddies Club community is I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're too much. You're not too much. You are not too much. You've never been too much. In fact, be too much. Please live so much in your bigness that people confuse your being too much for being too connected. I think that's the dopest thing that could happen to you. Congratulations. You're killing it. If you get anything out of this episode today, here's what I hope you take away. Spirituality is truly a spectrum. Sometimes you could be super on that spectrum and feel super connected and super in your own routines. And other times it's really hard. It's a practice, and I want you to know it's important that you understand that as long as you have a commitment to the journey, 
you're doing the best you can and that's all you need to do. I think the only time you're doing the quote unquote wrong thing is if you're choosing to actively not live in your worthiness, not live in a life you deserve when you're choosing actively not to do the work. I think that's the only time you could be quote unquote wrong. If you are somebody who's created the habit of meditating every day and being there for yourself, uh, incredible. If you're somebody who you're having a rough time right now and it's really hard to step into those practices, be so compassionate with yourself. I see you. I am you. I was just you a few weeks ago and I'm here to tell you it gets better. And the only reason why I'm here to tell you that and stand here today is because I stayed committed to the work. I stayed committed to recognizing that this is a spectrum. And if I'm out of touch with it right now, if I can't tap in that deep right now, that's okay as long as I still believe in who I am, my worthiness, and I still recognize that I am so deeply deserving of the woman I'm going to become. I just need to do this work right now, be present with these lessons, and you can move forward. I want you to understand after this podcast that the only thing that you are the most responsible for is the commitment to your highest self, the commitment to being the woman you always wanted to be, and that this is a safe space for you to go find her, be her, and live in her best life. The hottest thing you can do for yourself is to start to heal. Honestly, nothing feels better, nothing feels hotter than healing. When you feel low vibrational, and to me feeling low vibrational is like you just feel out of your routine, you feel like nothing's ever good enough, you feel stuck, you feel like ugh, bleh, unmotivated, uninspired, unwilling. Nothing feels better than just starting the micro movement of being who you know you deserve to be. So I'll give you a personal example for myself. The woman who runs a multi six-figure business, who has a home with her husband and starts to expand her family, that woman wakes up every day super, super grateful. Starts with her gratitude journal, prays, meditates, unloads the dishwasher because it's honestly fun to do early and gets to the gym. Gets to the gym, comes back, drinks her latte, puts the sun on her face, like walks outside for five minutes, uninterrupted, sun on her face, takes a long shower, spends time with her dogs, sits down to work. By the time all that's happening, I'm going to be so transparent. I sit down for work every day between 10 and 11 a.m. That's the beginning of my work day because I take from 6 to 10 or 6 to 11 in the morning to literally just be in my own personal bag. That alone, I shifted about two weeks ago and it's never felt so good. Was it tough waking up in the morning? Yes. Do I want to be up at 6 a.m.? No. Do I always feel like getting to the gym at 7.30? No. And maybe sometimes I give myself permission not to. But the point is nothing felt better than starting to heal the part of myself that felt like she couldn't do it, that felt like she was going through too much, that it felt better to sleep, that it that getting my two feet on the ground was just like moving mountains. Like it felt better just like scroll on TikTok and be in the bed. And for lack of a better word, like term, like, yeah, maybe like it did feel good when it felt good. But the, the hottest thing I ever did was to put my two feet on the ground and change that. Another really good example. I didn't notice how much better I would feel just simply by being conscientious of what I was consuming. So fun fact about me, I like love, 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 like Judge Judy, Paternity Court, Maury, like my 11-year-old, like my inner child, 11-year-old Alex is so excited when she gets to see those clips again as an adult because like just brings you back to those days you were sick and like had to stay home and like that's what you watched. I don't know, that's what I watched. Or like the days that you had off, but like your parent didn't, so you're sitting home alone and you're like, Maury. 
those are my favorite days. And so if I'm not careful, I'm the girl that can like totally sit in bed and just like watch YouTubes of like old Maury episodes or like paternity courts. My favorite thing. I don't know why. I love it. But the best thing that I ever did was put the timer on my YouTube that said I wasn't allowed to watch paternity court all day until like Saturday mornings when I'm doing, when I'm like making breakfast or doing the dishes or baking, like that's my paternity court time. And I really do look forward to it. But that small habit of just removing that and instead consuming motivational speeches, which I love to do, um, Allowing that time to be an opportunity for me to listen to new podcasts, for me to just like consume things that are clearly way better for my mental health. That small shift alone has done, has made a world of a difference for me. The hottest thing you can do is start to heal. So start, start that journey. What can you start to shift right now? What can you start to invite into your life, integrate into your life to start your journey of being a hot, healed lady? And Let's also disclaimer here, there's no such thing as ever being 100% healed. You're never going to be able to turn around and be like, I am as healed as it gets. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work. But you can start the process and it's going to feel so, so, so much better to be on the road of doing the work than just sitting in all your trauma. Promise you. I hope you see that you are welcomed here, you are safe here, you are seen here, and it's not that you need to fit in to be a part of the Spiritual Baddies Club, it's that you come as you are and you belong. One of the best lessons I learned this summer is to stop fitting in, to stop giving people my energy who, do, who don't deserve it, to stop feeling like I need to find ways to connect with everybody. The best thing you can do for yourself is be who you are in your authenticity and the girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, they truly don't. And just let that be. You don't need to fit in anywhere. You belong wherever you can feel seen, valued, and just feel in your authenticity, feel in your own integrity. Sometimes it all needs to feel like it's crumbling down so you can rebuild something that's incredible and even bigger than you could have ever imagined. And that's what started this podcast right now for me. It all came crumbling down. And, and that doesn't have to be like as bad as it sounds, but truly like it felt like all these big foundations of what I thought were really stable came plummeting down. And I gave myself a moment to feel those feels, to cry, to be angry, to grieve. But now I can see with such clarity that the life I'm building that the opportunities that are here now, the deep wisdom that I know now is going to build something so much bigger, so much better, so much stronger, and so much more in alignment than when I than what I originally had had. I'm so grateful it crumbled because now with the blocks that I have, with the strength that I have, with the intuitive knowing of how I want to move and how I want my life to look, the woman who I'm becoming, the woman who I'm becoming could have never lived with the foundation that was already set. The woman that I'm becoming needs to set the fabric of something new, needed to set new expectations, set new frequencies, set new intentions to build something even bigger and stronger than I could have imagined. Did it, did it take a lot of inner work and grief and anger and tumultuous days of me sitting and being like, what in the world am I doing? Yes. But again, I'm on the other side of that and I couldn't be more grateful because what's happening and what's building now is so much bigger, better, and more beautiful. And I, I, I am so happy to now share from this place with you baddies. I'm so grateful. Okay. I'm going to end every episode with Healed Hotties Hot Takes. Lots of H's. I love a good alliteration. Healed Hotties Hot Takes. 
basically what it is, is three things that I'm either saying to myself, embodying that week, three practices that I'm doing that are allowing me to step into a different layer of who I am as a spiritual baddie, helping me expand essentially. I want to take this segment as an opportunity to also debunk some certain trends that I don't really vibe with, that once I've let go of having to feel like I needed to do them, I actually healed more or felt more like myself. So let's just dive right on in. My healed hottie hot take of this week. I want to start with one of my favorite affirmations I've been really owning. And I kind of talked about this on my Instagram and a few posts, but one of my favorite things that I've been saying recently is, oh, that's just not my journey. I love it. When I see someone do the do the thing that like is so not in alignment with them or makes me feel a certain way, when I am watching someone project their own stuff onto others, when I hear someone say something that is just so deeply not in alignment, so deeply false, rather than needing to prove them right, because girl, you don't have to prove anyone right. That's not your job. That's not your responsibility. I'm somebody who I take on a lot of other people's healing. Like I see somebody who needs to be healed and I'm like, oh girl, let me help you. Let me just come in here. Let me grab a tarot card. Let me show you. Let me show you the better way. People need to come to healing on their own. People need to come to the work on their own because the work won't land if they're not ready to do it. And so that's just not my journey. When I see someone do the quote unquote wrong thing or do wrong by somebody or move out of alignment, not move the right way, move out of integrity, that's not my journey. I highly recommend you all try it. When someone wants to talk to you weird, do something strange, say something strange. When you have a weird thought or if you worry about what someone's going to say or what they're going to think, just remind yourself, oh, well, that's not my journey. Like they're allowed to feel that way. That's on them. That's their prerogative. And everyone's entitled to their own perspective and their own prerogative. All of that is their journey. It's not my journey. So number one thing I'm saying to myself this week, that's not my journey. This was a quote I found the other day scrolling through Pinterest that I have been deeply connected to. The feminine heals through flow, not force. We will talk in later episodes about feminine and masculine energy. We'll talk about the divine balance of both and truly how being in your femininity, being in your feminine energy is really what's going to empower you through life. We'll talk about it because we're brought up in a world. We're talking about it now. Here we go. Well, part of it. We're brought up in a world, especially in the Western world, where masculine energy rules all. We're task, 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 action, 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 do, 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 go, go, go. Especially as an East Coast girly myself, like I remember getting to LA and they were like, girl, slow down one thing at a time. But that's me living in my masculine. When I live in my masculine energy, it's I'm driven by task, even if the task is worthless and means nothing. Like I'm somebody who if I'm overdrive masculine, I will do the most random things just to cross it off the list rather than doing the impactful thing that might be harder or more emotional or more difficult or start a hard conversation. Being in your feminine energy allows you to move from creativity first. It allows you to see what you actually desire and then create the task, create the masculine from that place. So when I heard the quote, the feminine heals through flow, not force, it allowed me to come back into my business once I was ready, remembering that like, just because I know how to build a really strong business, or I know what you need to do to get your business up and running or to convert or does not mean that that's where we should start. 
I'm going to heal my ability to show up as a strong feminine leader by moving through flow. How does it feel to be in the seat of a leader? How does it feel to bring this work to you all? How does it feel to expand my modalities to share? How does it feel to be in my one-on-one clients' conversations, to be in their work? That's where I want to lead from. That's how I'm going to come back into my business. That's how I'm going to be able to attract in magnitudes of wealth and abundance. I'm going to be able to do that not by forcing action and saying I got the thing done, but rather by flowing through what I know needs to get done and feel grounded in that energy and in that work. The last thing is, and I I want you all to try this on. This is dropping on a Monday. So you got Monday to Monday, baby boo. I want you to give yourself one week to be the richest, hottest version of yourself. Now, hear me out. I know what you're going to say. Like, Alex, in this economy, in this economy, you want me to be the richest, hottest version of myself? Yes. Yes, I do. Because it's not about you feeling limited about what you have right now. It's about you embodying the energy of who you're becoming. What would the richest and hottest version of yourself do? It's, and I know what you're going to say, like you don't have it in your means. That's okay. It's not about judging yourself for not having it, but already starting to begin the process of believing it. So truly like, what would she do? Would she, what outfits would she wear? And maybe it's, you don't start with buying all the things and having it, but start the Pinterest board. Start manifesting it. Start sitting in visualizations of it. Maybe the richest, hottest version of yourself books a free yoga class nearby because you haven't tried out that studio you've been dying to try out. And she goes to yoga on Thursday morning. So you book that free class. There are ways around it. You have to be willing to get creative with the richest, hottest version of yourself and the way you're going to tap into that energy now. That's your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to shame yourself for not being there. It is your responsibility to... Put yourself in communities and in experiences that are within your means that allow you to tap into the version of yourself who is the richest and hottest lady and or versions. Also, I think something really important to note is reminding yourself that if you really want to live the richest, hottest version of yourself, and right, we're talking about embodiment right now, but if you really want to live that life, you have to start prioritizing the actions, the feelings, the experiences that get you closer to that. So that also means if you're going to take this next week to live the hottest, richest version of yourself, you need to start looking at your actions throughout the rest of the week and saying, hmm, which ones of these actions is not in alignment with that? Let's remove them now. And what can we replace those actions with? What what can we replace those experiences with? What can we replace those behaviors with? Or even it can be something as simple as like, let's say you're one of the girls who goes out on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. And that's so great. I love that for you. But if your richest, hottest version of yourself is in her health era, let's say, maybe you replace going out on Tuesday nights with early morning yoga classes instead. Maybe you start to notice which behaviors or actions in your life are actually keeping you from doing the thing you always wanted to do. It's very comfy in your comfort zone. That's why it's called a comfort zone. But the moment you start to push against that edge and allow yourself to see the potential that you hold within, that's the moment that you start to unlock the new layer of your life. Something that you're hearing on TikTok a lot is this idea of like, the Delulu girl, the Delulu term. And for anybody who's not on TikTok, it's that that delusional life, like live your best delusional life. I hear it. I get it. It's not, it's not language I totally identify with. What I do identify with is just starting to build 
a life that you so deeply believe more in the vision of who you're becoming than all the things that you don't feel is in vision right now. So let me re-explain that. I want you to start practicing every single day, being connected to what you know you deserve rather than the shit in your life right now that makes you feel low vibrational, the stuff that's making you feel limited. So much of our life is our subconscious. And if we can start to really get clear with our subconscious, start to eradicate the pieces of our subconscious that only see the bad, that only see the hard, that only see the difficult, that only see what's not working and start reprogramming our subconscious to start seeing the possibility, start seeing the potential to start making these vibrations, these frequencies, these ideas, the new norm. That's where I want to get us. And that starts by your ability to envision and embody the richest, hottest version of yourself. I say rich and hot. Some people might say wealthy, abundant, graceful. Like you can interchange these words all you want, but you have to make the commitment to say for one week straight, my number one commitment is to be this version of myself and whatever that means for me. That's what I want you to do this week. Thank you all so much. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm so open to feedback. So please, if you have any feedback, if you want to rant, rave, talk about the show, whatever, my DMs are so, 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 so open. In the show notes below, I'm going to have my Instagram handle. Please DM me. Please let me know how you feel. Please let me know how this podcast landed for you. I am so grateful. That's what I'm walking away from this episode really feeling is I'm so grateful. I'm also a little bit hungry. (laughs) So I'm going to go make myself something to eat. Thank you all so much for being here. And I can't wait to dive in next week. Thank you all so much for listening today. I hope that you loved this episode just as much as I did. The most supportive way for podcast creators like myself to grow is by leaving a review and rating. And if you're feeling extra frisky, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Send us a screenshot at Spiritual Baddies Club on Instagram and unlock a special gift from us to you for a limited time. This has been so fun. Now it's time to go live your best baddie girl life. I love you, hottie. See you next week.